Hi, this is Eli from the Magic Highway Podcast, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hey man, what up? You are listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee, man. These are some good old boys from New Orleans, and you should just kick back, open your ear holes, and listen, man. Have fun. JMU saying snooch to the nooch. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Hour podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRoy.com is where you can find us for today. We present another episode of Did You Notice Hollywood Studios brought to you by very own Lee. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment where you focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have a resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. Hey, man, what's up? What's up, man? Just another day to bask in the sun of being truly magical and whatnot. How you guys doing? Magical and whatnot. 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 Why not? <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> Because it's magical. It's magical, man. And, and, and you should probably step away from him now that you felt that. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's all magical. It's all about crevassier. Mm. <laughs> and joining us with this crevassier well, maybe you moment. Maybe pushing closer then. I'm sorry. Just open your ear holes. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Ear holes are important in this episode. That's not what you were opening, but... <laughs> you... And another Yo. set of ear holes that we're going to penetrate is our resident travel agent for Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy T.A. Lee Lasavica. How's your ear holes, man? Oh, man. So fuzzy. It's amazing. Fuzzy. It's the, beard, the beard has already grown up into the ear holes. It's great for the wintertime, though. So you oh. have ear bush. <laughs> <laughs> what you would expect with certain ear holes, yes. <laughs> have you looked into manscaping at all? I mean, just... Maybe you've gone a little bit too far. You know, Dr. Oh, Sasquatch has soap for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Huh? It's for mid. Mid only. Dr. Squatch. Right. Gotta love it. And look, that voice you just heard. Wood bell strapped open is our very own Office of Weekend. How you, you do doing? A, did you just do a Creed reference? I did do a Creed what? reference. That is awesome. Wait, how do you like that? That was awesome. Wood yeah. is strapped open? His bells. They're getting bigger and bigger, too. Oh, Merry Christmas. Tell us about that. What are you, you using you for that? You those little, little jingle bells. You hold your hands. Now they're big uh, clock bells. Don't, don't, don't. Clock All bells. right. You want to do it slower? Look at me uh, in the eyes while you do it. Yes, look at me in the eyes when you do it. <laughs> Cut to any first-time <laughs> listener of the Magic Hour podcast tuning out at this point. All right, that's enough of this episode. Okay. <laughs> We're done with this one. Pretty much. Somebody's like, well... <laughs> Well, look, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you lined up today. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we present another episode in our series of Did You Notice in the Hollywood Studios. Lee, which part of the park are we exploring today? Muppet Vision, Muppet Courtyard, all that stuff, man. We are going to do the Muppets and do it big. All the Muppets. So look, guys, enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss some Muppet-making magic. 
Lauren, the hub, and this is our main segment portion of the show. And as I said at the top of this show, we are talking about, did you notice Hollywood Studios? And we're specifically talking about some Muppets. Lee, take us on this journey, sir. Yeah, so this actual this show is all about the entire Hollywood Studios, um, but mostly about Muppets. Ah, uh, I get that, San Diego. See what you did there. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to the discussion because I tell you, when I come out of Star Tours, which we talked about in our last episode of Did You Notice, so make sure you guys check that out. Yes. Um, I usually make a left turn, and I head to those bathrooms right there at the beginning of the whole Muppets Courtyard area. Oh, will you be talking about Gonzo's? Yes, Gonzo's. I know those well. Yeah, don't Google that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you do. And somewhere somebody's laughing Gonzo. (laughs) Why do you know that, sir? No, somebody's Googling that. That's what's happening. Or you can Google yeah, that. Someone's about to get fired for their search history. I'm going to say you're welcome. Um, Disney and the uh, Jim Henson Company have a long relationship. It uh, goes way back. How far back? Oh, way, way back. Way back. And it, and goes, it goes a little, little something, something, like something like this. Hit it! Echo, echo. Um, ultimately, Disney purchased the rights to Muppets and Bear in the Big Blue House characters in February 2004. You know, this area would have had plans to be much bigger, but uh, it definitely still there's a lot of stuff to take in, a lot of fun little details, all these little fun jokes and inside information and just the puns. It's just a great little area. You could spend a lot of time over here. Uh, so hopefully you guys find this uh, show informative and it will enhance your enjoyment of this area of the park. What's Bear in the Blue House? That's the... Uh, Bear, uh, Bear in the Bear Big Blue, the House. Big Blue House. Yeah, it used to be a state. It was a state show at one time at Disney. Uh, it, was it, was TV a, show, it was a TV show. It was a TV show. No. On Disney Channel, yeah. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a puppet show. I mean, because Disney does not have the rights to the Sesame Street characters. So right. when they purchased the Muppets, you only got a select group of characters. And that was kind of one of the, like, Lee really kind of cut straight through a lot of history. But that yeah, was definitely, definitely one of the... Yeah, a lot of backstory there. Yeah. Hopefully, Danny, you can you can do a show. I know you've got a show planned strictly on the history of Muppets, and we'll, we'll delve well, into I was, that Well, I was going to do a, a show on the history of Muppet Vision 3D, but I think we're probably going to hit most of it today. So we'll so see how it works out. But there, there's yeah. a lot of information there. Let's just say when Jim died, Disney said, yeah, we agreed to buy it for this price, but now it's not worth near as much. And mm. how insulting is that? Very. If yeah, you're the Henson family insulting. after your father just passed. That's so. crazy. Well, my, my understanding was that, you know, they wanted it from the beginning, way before this purchase was made. But Jim was like, no, you know, the Sesame Street is going to be just for me, for my family. It's, you know, it's going to leave to my kids, basically. And, um, you know, that's why he didn't want to sell it originally before he passed away. Well, I th- yeah, I think he looked at Sesame Street as being like, no, this is more what I do with PBS. It's That is mm-hmm. not for profit for, for Disney to go ahead and right. take advantage of. And Well, that makes sense, too. But, so, you know, well, anyway. that, that makes sense, though. If you're an artist like Jim was and you want to make sure your legacy is still kept past your time uh, of existence, then, yeah, you, you want your family to benefit from yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. You would think... You would think that's you're the like, If I'm an artist, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna saddle up with the Disney company, and they're gonna preserve my legacy. You would think that's the hope, and yeah. that is the real tragedy here is that that's what Jim thought. Mm. And um, I, uh, a discussion can be had as to what Disney did with his legacy. I don't think it's much of a discussion, but we can have it at some point in time and find out what they did with the Muppets and. Now, is the Muppets worth more now that Disney has owned them for quite a number of years, or are they worth less than when they were sold? 
Mm. Sounds like Star Wars all over again. Mm, yeah. Okay, but that's just it. It's just yeah. the artist vision thing. Happy stuff. That's, that's this is happy. This yeah. is, let's concentrate on the stuff that Jim did hand over because, I mean, that is one interesting thing about this area that we're about to visit is that everything that's created there, even stuff that is non-Muppets, was created with the uh, intention that this was going to be part of a bigger Muppets presence in the park. Mm-hmm. Mama Melrose was meant to be a Muppet restaurant. Pizza Planet was meant to be a Muppet right, restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. So it was meant to be a bigger Muppets presence in the park. And these buildings were built with the idea that at some point in time they would house specific things and then had to be transitioned over to something else. Yeah, I mean, this, as I, as I kind of alluded to in the intro there, I mean, this area was supposed to be a lot more Muppets than it actually is. A whole lot more. Um, you know, a lot of that didn't come to be. Um, so it's amazing that we have what we have, but it, it was supposed to be a lot more than what it is. Yeah. So there's a sadness and the happiness that comes from looking at this area right now. The sadness used to be about what could have been with the things that you knew should have been there that didn't get added, but you can feel happy at least what we did get. And now <laughs> you're kind of back to sadness as they keep whittling away little by little at what you did get. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, they, they keep trying to, to give us Disney stuff as far as television productions and shows and things like that. So hopefully something will eventually click and then that will help to pique interest and we'll get more. Let, let me tell you what could easily click. Get Frank Oz involved. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That no, is, that. yeah, they need a Star Wars this Jesus Christ. I mean, when you get that far away, boy, Jim Henson's right-hand man, literally... In some instances, when Jim Henson's right-hand man is not included in what were the Muppets, what made them great, what made them special, how can we recreate this stuff? When he's not a part of the conversation, you're having the wrong conversation. Mm. When you look at the Muppets and you say, you know what I see? I see a remake of The Office. You're probably having the wrong conversation. Yeah. And I didn't even think that was a bad show, but... It wasn't the Muppets. It wasn't the vision that was originally made because no. you're just shoehorning it in. It also thing. doesn't. It doesn't get the same vibe and the same feels you get from the Muppets. Well, you, yeah, yeah, you need the people that built it and mm-hmm. worked on it and put their sweat behind it. You're you're not involving Frank Oz. You're firing Steve Whitmire, the handpicked chosen successor for Kermit. Brian Henson is is gone at this point in time, I believe, as well. Jim's son. So, I mean, it's like, at this point, it, it's kind of like you're, you're asking a bunch of kids who never grew up on the Muppets mm. to recreate the Muppets, and I don't know how you're going to pull that off. And, and that's why I just don't see a whole lot of promise for this land as it is. But for us old people who want to reflect on what was once great, Let's go on this journey before we depress ourselves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please, we are truly magical and whatnot. <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna we're gonna take a look at some of the fun stuff that you can find out in the. I'm just gonna call it Muppets Courtyard, even though I know it's not Muppets Courtyard, but for all intents and purposes, let's just say it's Muppets. In my Courtyard. heart, it will always yeah. be Muppets Courtyard. It's, it's the most <laughs> beautiful place in the studios at one point. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of fun signs to look at and, and little details here and there. So let's go through some of the stuff that you'll find outside before you enter into the uh, Muppet Vision 3D queue. Uh, there's one cool sign that's uh, the Swedish chef's. Uh, apparently he has two jobs. Uh, not only is he a chef, but he's also a, an editor of movie editing somehow because <laughs> he's got a company. It's a Swedish chef editing and catering from quick cuts to cold cuts. 
So, <laughs> sounds like a kitchen nightmare to me. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it just, God, I mean, I hate to say it, but like 90% of the show is just going to be us telling all the little Muppet jokes. It's so great. All the, all the puns and, and all the, the little funny things that are in here. Well, and it's a jokes that work with adults and they work with kids. I mean, yeah. they're not, you're not going to fall over belly laughing, but you're going to be like, oh, like that. said, that's yeah. clever. Very yeah. clever. Very clever. Right. One thing you'll notice uh, on the, the clock hanging outside of the main entrance is you'll, you'll find Gonzo hanging on the, the minute hand of the clock. It's a cool little detail there. I'm surprised they haven't gotten rid of that yet. Yeah, it's just so just so basic but yeah just, it's 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 very much something that would happen to gonzo as he gets stuck up there <laughs> on a clock like that right one of this is a real cool thing that i honestly did not notice being there uh, until i until i did a little research there's a lot of little fixtures and things on the walls that they painted to look like monsters they put eyes yep. on some of the light fixtures mm-hmm. the the rain gutters have monster faces painted on them yep and things like that. So if you're not careful, you're going to pass that stuff by. You might not notice that. Because again, I definitely didn't notice it when I was there until I started doing this research. I said, oh man, so it's, again, not even necessary. Like it, it's not something that, you know, is mind blowing technology or anything like it. It's just literally a set of eyes on a, on a light uh, shade or, um, you know, in the uh, facade above uh, Miss Piggy's uh, picture and things like that. And it just, again, just small little things like that. It's great. Yeah, but I mean, that kind of, when you look back at the history of the Muppets, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, when you look back at, uh, one of the things that they were most known for is that they were booked for like a, a guest spot on the Jack Parr program. And while they were waiting in NBC Studios, what they did was there was a whole piping area. And they just, Jim and the Muppet performers went ahead and decorated the pipes. And they just put eyes and mouths and faces and everything on everything. So it just makes sense. That little light fixtures and things in and around the Muppet courtyard area, as it was once known, would exist because it should exist because that's yeah. kind of what they did. Yeah, and it, it it really brings you into the world of the Muppets. Yes, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, there's all you know the Muppets. They have all these little monsters and weird characters and mm-hmm. and very unique characters and things like that. So they're taking that and putting it onto the walls and onto the fixtures and stuff outside of the building. It's yeah. pretty awesome, yeah. I love yeah. it. And even the awning, well, I think they removed it recently. I don't know if they put it back, but the awning exiting the gift shop had a mm-hmm. Muppet face on there. Oh, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, now, it, this is a just a very basic gag, you know, someone spilled some paint type situation. You've probably seen this before, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a cool little area where you can see that someone's been painting the wall, and then they have to leave, I guess, so they write on the wall. They don't put a sign that says wet paint. They write on the wall with paint, wet paint, <laughs> uh, right? So, I mean, that in and of itself, that's funny, right? Then, yeah. You know, because you, what should you do? You should just put a little note that says wet paint. Yeah. But no, they're going to paint wet paint on the wall. And then uh, it looks like, of course, someone fell in the middle of it because it says do not touch, but the H is kind of cut off, and you see the paint flying down the, the mm-hmm. wall, splattered onto the floor, which you get an image of somewhere uh, a Muppet up there painting and falls off a ladder or something like that. Or drop the brush. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome detail. I yes, love it. very much. It's all over that area, too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned this, Kevin, and I, I thought this was just such a, a cool callback. Um, so you might not know this, but the bathroom area, Gonzo's Royal Flush, that's, uh, that's has a story behind it. I mean, like, again, only Disney uh, would make a, a bathroom with a backstory, right? 
But that's that's why not, I use it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you wait the whole day. To go there. Yeah, but, well, uh, of course. Yeah. Hold it. No, I got to hold it. I got to go to Gonzo's. <laughs> I love it. Don't Google that. Oh, you got to go where it counts so where you feel safe and secure about your privates. Yeah, that's it. You mean Disney <laughs> actually came up with themed stories for bathrooms? Yeah. Wow. That's a unique idea. I've never heard about that. We had an episode we came up with theme idea for bathrooms. Yeah. Right? Did you? Yeah. We did. Yeah. You did. I will need to go look for that show because I've not heard that kind of You should. see my shirt? You should. You see my shirt? Your shirt says, I pooped at Disney. I did there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this man has he pooped. total confidence in himself to wear that shirt. I do. Oh, I know funny. you do. You know, like, I, I can totally see one day we're going to get a series from Kevin, like the best bathrooms at Disney or Absolutely, something. Absolutely, yes. Would that topic include just Disney World or Disneyland? Because we know there's a bathroom. No, it's Disneyland two separate things. It's two separate things. I need oh. to go back to visit, though, to inspect uh, these areas properly. I could tell you that Journey into Imagination bathrooms are one of my favorites. Because it's quiet. <laughs> Nobody knows they're back there, so it's quiet. Yeah. I got space. And good luck if you walk in while I'm doing my business. No. Yeah, I, I see yeah, you when you do your business. You do big business. I do big business. You do big that's business. That's going to be Journey into Stink Nation. <laughs> yeah. That's right. If um, we're going to go, the, but seriously, before we get into the uh, Gonzo's, uh, what are they called again? It's the Royal, Royal, Flush. Royal Flush bathroom. Royal Flush, yeah. So that does have an element of history in Muppets lore because the very first time you see Gonzo in the Muppet movie, He's driving a truck, and it says the great Gonzo yeah. plumbing artiste, the Prince of Plumbers, and that's where all this plumbing bathroom stuff with sure. Gonzo kind of started. And also, if you remember in the Muppets movie from 2011, yes, when Kermit was trying to get the gang back together, yes. uh, you know they come across Gonzo, and he's this successful business toilets. Um, you know, it's it's he's like made something of himself. He's a he's a toilet salesman. He's got a whole showroom floor and everything and actually this restroom area there's a little sign that notes that this is the uh executive used toilet showroom is this restroom area <laughs> so i mean nothing like a, a nice used toilet that's why i go there mm-hmm. that's right all right cool and uh, honestly guys there, there used to be a lot more here but we are this this show and this uh concept for the show is about what you can find right now in there and in, in these parks and in these areas i know danny there's a lot of stuff that used to be here i know they changed the fountain yep. and some other things so maybe eventually guys you can tune into when danny releases his show uh and they'll give us more of the stuff that's not here anymore but this is uh, all just fun stuff that you can find right now in the park yeah, because the Muppets, have, look, the Muppets have had that Predator red dot of death <laughs> oh, okay. on it for a while now. I thought you meant like Chris Hansen was coming out and talking to him. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess same concept. At, at any point in time, you're just waiting <laughs> for them to go ahead and pull the plug. And, and that, to me, is when I'm really kind of like, That's it, It's going to be hard for me to, to, to find the love to go back because... Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was really, it was a great thing, and little by little, they've kind of... It's, it's kind of not fair to our generation as adults, if you look at it, like that, like every, the generation before us, their stuff got kept on for centuries. Not really. Wow. Well, you, how much Looney Tunes stuff do you say? I mean, they keep canceling. They keep putting warnings in front of stuff. I'll be fair, but the, it's still the generation being before us. Well, mm, I don't know about all of it, but... Some of it, yeah. Some of it is being look. 
the Muppets just got on Disney Plus, and they already had to pull off a couple episodes because it's like, oh yeah, not that one, not that one, and not that one. And now they're starting to get complaints on the ones that they did upload. And so we're going to see how long this goes on for because, you know, as we've covered in previous shows, Disney likes to placate. Yes, they like to pander to a invisible Twitter audience that likes to complain because they woke and eat cornbread stuff. Thank you for saying that. I'm glad to say that. What, yes. what else can you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's move into the cube of the actual uh, Muppet Vision 3D show attraction. Look and see. You'll see two bulletin boards on the left-hand wall as you pass through the turnstiles. You'll see that this is the Muppet Vision 3D headquarters directory. And, of course, there's a fun list of uh, different funny jobs and uh, departments and things like that. So here, I'm just going to throw these a couple at you. I know, Danny, you're going to know all of them, but if, for the other guys, if you want to just play along. Yeah, I'll shut up. Guys, <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what he was. <laughs> well, I don't want, you know, I mean, it's like you you are the you He's are the star wrong. pupil. Yes. You are the star pupil on this show, right. so you're going to know all this You stuff. are the captain. I, ah, you are the captain. I am the captain. You are the Look captain now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and be as quiet as possible until something comes along where I'm like, okay, I think there's a, because there's so much to see here. Well, Muppets there is really your thing. But it yeah. would be like yes, if he exactly. covered like yes. something Marvel, I would be biting right. my fingernails right now. So I'm, I'm going to do my that. best. to. I'm, I'm going to lay out. I'm going to let y'all guys lay out. In yes. the right, right. If I Enjoy see yourself. something so, where I can. Yes. Explore. We got you. Go ahead. Got you. Yeah. So well, let's start here. The, the Institute of Heckling and Browbeating. Yes. Who would that be? Oh, that's Statler and Wardoff, the two exactly. old guys in the, in the back. That has to be those guys. Yeah, yes. they are the uh, curmudgeons in chief. It says here. Hey, can I ask y'all a question? This is something I, I'd like to know if y'all yes. know the answer to. Which one is Statler and which one is Waldorf? Oh, which was Waldorf? I'm just imagining the guy on the left is Statler and the guy on the right is Waldorf, but I could be 100% wrong about that. I'm just saying that based off of you always say this person's name. You always say Statler and Waldorf. You don't say Waldorf and Statler. That's in my mind who they are. The guy on the left is Statler. The guy on the right is Waldo. All right, but quantify it by looks because they can switch positions. Okay, so Statler would be oh, the okay. Statler would be the little short Ed Asner looking one, and Waldorf is the other one. Scratch that and reverse it. Okay, scratch it. Statler would be then, the other one, and Waldorf would be the little Ed Asner look Ed Asner looking one. There Ed you Asner. Go. Ed Asner. Statler. Right, so is just the like more- Chip and Dale, Chip and Dale, you know, you know, identified Chip because of the black nose. What's the identifying features for these two guys. Statler is the more angular looking mean one, whereas mm-hmm. Waldorf okay. is more the Wilford Brimley uh, type, you know, with the mustache. One has a mustache. Better, one. better analogy. Thank you. Thank you. Waldorf has a mustache. Got diabetes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, Statler was voiced by Richard Hunt and uh, Waldorf was voiced by Jim Henson. And I'll come into play as we get a little bit further into this, but just to a lot of people know Statler and Waldorf, but they're not really kind of sure who's who. And, you know, obviously they're also named after hotel. You know, you, never mind. I'm not, I'm going to get too far down. The, I'm getting too far down it's, the man, rabbit hole. It is. It's just so yes. much. Like every Way time to lay back. Way to lay back. But it's I stuff you never think about. That was uh, great. I I'm, think it's great. Yes. Go go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. It's right, no tough. Problem, no problem. Again, I, I don't want to do all these, but just a few fun ones, right? Sure. Uh, my Muppets Kitchens and Pyrotechnic Research. Oh, come on. That would be that would be the great Gonzo. No, no, no. you're thinking that because of pyrotechnics, but no. Yep. Say say it one more time, Lee. Muppet Kitchens and pyrotechnic oh, research. Come on, Swedish Chef. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
let's see. How about you guessed this one already? Department of Poultry and Mold Cultivation. That's Gonzo. I was gonna say, why'd you give him oh, like? A, I saw a bunch of confused faces poultry. over here. Why'd you give it away? The, yeah, poultry of the Department of Poultry. That's Camilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Cute and cuddly and aw shucks attorneys. This one might be a little harder for you guys. That's Bean? There bean you bunny. go. There Good you job. Go. Good job. Especially a little bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aw okay. shucks. And uh, one more. Let's do one more. Division of Decibel Development. Decibel Development? Uh, would that be animal? Division of Decibel Development. That's loud. Animal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I go with. Yeah. And there's, uh-huh. you know, there's probably like... Decibel. Decibel. <laughs> Then there's more on here, but again, I don't want to. We could be here all day on every single detail, but that's it's a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, and you might not notice this, but even the sweet numbers have little jokes in them. So Miss Piggy's office number is located in very sweet four 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 four, and Bean Bunny's suite is too sweet for you. The number like two sweet number for you. Too sweet. So yeah. Now. This is probably the most uh, known one here, but if you go up to the theater uh, ticket booth operator, you notice that they've stepped out and there's a sign that reads, be back in five minutes. Key is under the mat. And yes, there is a key under the mat. Mm-hmm. You used to, well, back in the day, you used to get like some kind of magical moment. Gives it like like uh, Tom Sawyer Island situation. Yeah. And, and that was like back before the internet was a thing and people were like, they would reward kids who had the balls to be like, He's under the mat. Yeah, let's see about that. And they would reward kids. Now it's just kind of like a thing where you look and it's, yeah. It's there. It's yeah. Yeah. there. I'm about to say, it. it's, you can't move that. Yeah. No, no you, I don't no, know that no, you ever could, though. No, I don't think you could either. I remember in the in that room behind it, there's a bulletin board. There's a bunch of wanted posters on it. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Uh, one of them was for, one of them was, was for a Fozzie Bear saying, for impersonating a comic. I remember there was a Miss Piggy one too, but I don't remember what the tagline was on. Interesting, it. I don't ever remember that. Oh, yeah, Spousal abuse. Wait to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> when you said the wanted posters, I was thinking the uh, the the last sequel they did. Um, Muppets Most it, Wanted. Yeah, there you go. Where they did yeah. the impersonator Kermit the Frog. I thought that's what we were going no, with. It was that. Some, some classic, um, you know, Muppet jokes. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, fun. Um, so since you mentioned that, there are some movie posters in this area, mm-hmm. um, which um, they've all been Muppetized, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Dive Hard uh, 2, <laughs> and they're, you know, the guy's a swim instructor, and, and the tagline says, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, someone drained the pool. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. They drained yeah. the pool. They drained and the pool, you got, uh, you got Star Chores, and this one's starring Kermit as Fluke Flystalker. <laughs> And Gonzo Gonzo as the bad guy in the black suit. Oh, wow. So this brings me back to uh, Muppet Babies where uh, Kermit was... Oh, Muppet Babies were great. That was my favorite cartoon where Luke was known as... Kermit was known as Luke Skyhopper. That's right. uh, Uh, But if you go back to the original Muppet show where Mark Hamill appeared, Gonzo was known as Darth Nader because he played Darth Vader. Uh-huh. Uh, on the show now, like in the Muppet Babies version, um, Animal played Darth Vader and Han Solo was played by Gonzo. He was Gonzolo, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, that's a catchy <laughs> name. 
Oh, I love Muppet Babies. That was my That's favorite show. That's a catchy name, actually. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Darth Nader, for whatever reason, was the was the Darth Vader name in the Star Wars Takeover by Mark Hamill, C three PO, Chewbacca, R two D two, etc. on the uh, on the Muppet Show. Ah, uh, yeah. Darth okay. Nader. That's cool, man. I Better like than that. Nerf Herder. Don't ask me why. Nerf Herder. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Nerf Herder. Uh, here's one for you, Kirk. Uh, Pirates of the Amphibian. <laughs> at, at wit's end. <laughs> oh, wow. And the, uh, the tagline says, uh, on the high seas, it's easy turning green. <laughs> That's uh, a good point if you don't have enough medicine. You guys remember that, uh, that little uh, movie, uh, Wild Hogs, with Tim Allen and John Travolta? They were on motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Martin, yes, Lawrence. Yes. Martin Lawrence. Yeah. 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 So this one is Wild Frogs. Do something wild before you croak. <laughs> wow, frog can't be tamed. That's right. I guess they thought that uh, was going to be like a franchise or something. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's got a little yeah, wild frog. Yeah. Last time I um, met a wild frog, they were poisonous, but okay. Hey. <laughs> we got uh, Cleopatra. That's also from the creators of Mummy Dearest. Mm. Oh. Oh. Gotta love that wordplay. <laughs> um, it called from outer space, featuring Bunsen Honeydew as himself and Beaker as somebody else. <laughs> uh, you know, one of my favorite new shirts I see on Redbubble is Bunsen Honeydew as Dr. Loomis and Beaker as Michael Myers. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, I'm wow. serious. It's like, <laughs> Great shirt. Great shirt. Good. I'm sorry. Like, His mouth used to freak me out. Like, it did. I'm sorry. Might have yeah. been like when it was lunchtime for the Flintstones or something. Mm. You know. Go ahead. Sorry. Throw it uh, in there. The pig side adventure. Right in there. Pig side Pig side adventure. These are cool names, right? So, starring Kermit as Captain Sea Cruise. Ah, uh, uh, nice. Fozzie is Al Wet. Gonzo is Harry Kane. <laughs> And uh, Miss Miss Piggy has Stormy Waters. Ah, wow. Ooh, okay. That is Stormy Daniels. Yeah. So there's Damn. again press out all of them. <laughs> oh, not good, not good. Uh, <laughs> I'm still laughing. Not all the posters. Uh, you know, check out the rest of them for yourself. But yeah. again, just great. Such fun. Well, you got to find them because uh, there's no queue for the Muppets anymore, so you really don't get to walk by these posters anymore. That's- and I remember when there used to yeah, be like a big ass queue for those rides, man. I'm ride. right there yeah. with you, dude. I'm right there with you. All right, so let's let's head into uh, Muppet Vision 3D. Heading in. Uh, so towards the front of the pre-show, you'll find some flat cutouts of fruit labeled 2D Fruities, which is of course where play on. Tootie Fruity. The hell was that? What was that song? Was that proper 12? That, 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 well, no, that was a song. Do that Tootie you know, like, Fruity. Tootie Fruity. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, Rudy. Go, go, go on. Gotta have some now, fun tonight. Okay, go if ahead. If you don't know this one, you probably just want to just push pause right now, book yourself a trip to Hollywood Studios, and come back later because. Uh, this was the first one I ever noticed when I walked in. It's the famous net hanging from above, filled with blocks of jello. There's a note that says, note, uh, net full of jello, which, of course, is a tribute to a net funicello. Yes. One of the mo- yeah, one of the more famous, uh, original, probably the most famous yes. original yes. musketeer. Brunette. Ooh, yes. yes. Yeah. Very yes. good beach movies back in and the that, day. Yes, yes that's right. Beach party. Beach party bingo. That's the name of the game. Her and Don Wells, man, they were 
two people that were sexy into their 70s. Yeah, you know, beauty ages well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love experienced women. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. It's about giving the experience. Note though. to self, keep mom away from Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that won't be an awkward conversation. <laughs> so well, you were wondering why you were, why Kim was asking for your mom's number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, that's so weird. I can't even go there. <laughs> you can't go there. No, it's somebody. It's Danny's you, mom. That was so weird. There's you a, can't go there. It's Danny's pro- mom. There's a professional relationship dating back a decade. That is weird. Yes, no. no I am learning so much on this season of Magic Hour right limits. now. I have limits. You, you do have, we right. have. We have seasons. I didn't know we had. Seasons. I didn't know Kevin had limits. I knew we had seasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the leaves are brown. Kevin won't touch your bobs. That's good. All right. Uh, that is good. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know. You just put a limit on it. Go There's ahead. There's a Lee. limit. No, that I didn't is, know. We no. were talking about Definite limits. in your face and all that stuff. You threw me off. This yes. is like the spinning thing all over again. All right. Come on. Where, where are we going next, Lee? Yeah, Lee. Uh, um, also, look around the room for different <laughs> crates and boxes that contain uh, items for the stars. Um, there's instance, so much in those there's, in there's that pre-show. Area. It really is. There's, yeah. there's, there's way lot. too much. So, a couple of the, a couple of these here. Kermit's crate comes from Amphibians, the total swamp store. Mm-hmm. Uh, contains lily pads, pond scum, pre-shrunk water lilies, and a one-size-fits-all log. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect! Very, very uh, convenient to have that. Uh, Miss Piggy's box contains, uh, well, actually, she has many boxes. So she has uh, one box that contains satin evening gowns, and then another box that contains more satin evening gowns, and another box that t- contains the rest of the satin evening. Nice. Uh, Gonzo's crate is filled with mold, fungus, helmets, and various combinations of those mold, items. spores, and fungus. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Igor Spangler. He's a science <laughs> experiment waiting to happen. Uh, that's good. And then um, Sam the Eagle. Patriotic paraphernalia. Yes. Flags, flags, fireworks, and so on and so on. Yeah. Captain America's <laughs> shield in that sub good. That's right. Wakanda. Not Wakanda. Not Wakanda. America. Can't, with the soldiers arm in there. America. 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 Mm. Now, before the, pre-show, before the pre-show film begins, you'll see a test pattern uh, on the screen, and the scooter crosses from screen to screen. If you take a quick look, You'll actually find a hidden Kermit in the test pattern. What? Yeah. Oh, that nice. is. Might not notice that. I, would I not, love I did that not know this, and I, I never noticed that. that. I love that pre-show. Yeah, well, the pre-show, that's one of the best ones, and, and, and there's a lot to that pre-show. That's freaky. Uh, but before we get into that, one more thing about the pre-show area. Uh, if you're Again, if you're a casual Muppets fan, look around. You'll find a Muppet Jim Henson. Oh, the version that you see in the country trio. If you, if you ever, yeah, the you first know, episode. Okay, so the country trio yes. is actually Jim Henson, Jerry Nelson, and Frank Oz, the original Muppet performers. Those three: the banjo, well, guitar, and a bass. There's an original five. That, okay, so Jerry Nelson, who did Robin, and who did, um, oh my God, Jerry. Jerry's always the one. He does Camilla. He he does these Floyd Pepper. He does voices, but nobody necessarily iconic. Frank Oz, I mean, that's all the voice. That's that's Miss Piggy. That's Fozzie. That's Grover. Uh, so many voices. And then Jim, obviously. Kermit. Uh, the Muppet newscaster. <laughs> Rolf the dog. I mean, you name them. Jim's all over the place. But then there were two additional ones that became the original Muppet 5, and that was Richard Hunt, who did Statler to his Walt, Jim's Waldorf. He did... Um, 
Well, we'll get into him later. And then uh, Dave Goles, who did Gonzo in New Zealand and, and Bunsen Honeydew and a couple of other people. So, I mean, so uh, the country trio, though, it's Jerry Nelson, Frank Oz, and Jim Henson. And the likenesses is uncanny. But if you look in the pre-show area, you will see a huge portrait. It's not the Muppet itself. It's a portrait of Jim Henson as the Muppet Jim Henson. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes. It's a oh. really, really, really great homage. And what ends up happening is, okay, I'm so, here I am in my soapbox again. So what ends up happening <laughs> again? No, go for it. Just want to let you know how I feel. So we all know the electric mayhem, right? Yes. So what ends up happening is that all the Muppet performers eventually move on. So when you're really kind of, it's kind of like being a made man in the mafia. When you moved on in the Muppets, you moved on to the Electric Mayhem. So maybe in the Country Trio, you started off as Jim and Frank and, and Jerry. But when you move on to the Electric Mayhem, then there's five performers. And you've got Jim as Dr. Teeth, Frank as Animal, Jerry Nelson as Floyd Pepper, uh, Dave Goals uh, as... Uh, um, Oh my God, the blue guy! God, why am I blanking on him? I want to keep. Do the teeth or the saxophone? The saxophone guy. I'm. Uh, I'm blanking his name. Oh, the dude, the crazy hair, the, the yeah, shades. Zoot, Zoot. That's his name. His name is Zoot. Zoot's uh, the blue guy. That's uh, Dave Goals. And then the last guy. Who who did I miss out? Oh, Richard Hunt is Janice. Oh, oh I'm oh, Janice. Yeah, Janice. Intersexual. Now, now, yeah, as, as sister. Yes. No, it's not. Well, I guess yeah. I guess you could because Scooter and Janice are voiced by the same guy, Richard Hunt. Yeah, I remember. I remember episodes of Muppet Show where they're like the brother and yeah, sister. She, yeah, she was. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Though yeah. I remember Muppet Babies where it was Scooter and Skeeter. That's what I, that is what I thought you were talking about at first. Oh but, no, no, she was okay. cool. She had the she had the braids. Yeah, so braids. Now, yeah, yeah. As time went on, if you watch um, Great Muppet Caper, you're going to see another addition to the Electric Mayhem. Now, as we know it. Because it kind of stopped being, as far as they're concerned, when the Electric Mayhem existed with those five members. But as time went on, you see the introduction of a new character called uh, Lips. And that was voiced by Steve Whitmire, who came along, and he's also the voice of um, Rizzo the Rat. He became the new Kermit. Uh, He's the voice of uh, Waldo, the spirit of 3D. Steve Whitmire became a member of that trio, and then... Finally, the last addition to the uh, Electric Mayhem that I can remember was Kevin Clash, who was the voice of Elmo, and he became a character by the name of Oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle on this one, but he was on our studio when when it was Jim Henson's la- Clifford. Damn it, right? Clifford was the name of the character that Kevin Clash portrayed uh, on the Arsenio Hall show. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> He, he, he already had pneumonia at that point in time. His time was ticking, and no one really knew it. And Kevin Clash came on and kind of stole the show as Clifford. And where did he debut? When the Muppets took over Disney World, there was a special done. And Clifford would first debut there. So, so it, it, again, it kind of became as you became a bona fide member of the Muppets, you got a, an Electric Mayhem character. And even though we only remember the five to this point, that there, there were uh, seven. 
I'm gonna say elbow so wow. a lot of toys during yes. Christmas. That's awesome. So that was a long way to get around. I'm sure a lot of people are bored right now, but just to kind of give some context. No, I think some people got wrapped yes. into that because you oh, talk about made deep. men. They were made uh, men or they, made puppets. That's actually you know, made muppets. That's yeah. it. There you go. In the mafia, you got your button. In the Muppets, you got an Electric Mayhem character. All right. Made Muppet. Man, that's amazing. Like, I did not know any of that at all. I just thought they were characters. Well, that's like why you know characters. this. Yeah, no, dude. It, it was it was unbelievably clever the way they go ahead and do that. And if you watch, I mean, again, if you watch the movies, you go along, you start to you start to realize, like, that that's a new character. I never saw him before, and I never saw him before. And you start to realize it as they go along. But that's how it worked out. As you became a made man in the Muppets, you got an Electric Mayhem character. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's Man, awesome. I, I want an Electric Mayhem character. Yeah, same here. <laughs> quick, question, quick question and side note. You get edit point, get it out if you want to. Any of those names y'all said, no Jim's dead. Um, are, is any of them associated with the Muppets anymore? Yes. Dave Goals. Okay. The voice of Gonzo is still affiliated with it. Jerry Nelson died uh, recently. I say recently, within the last three to four years. Jerry Nelson died. Um, we'll get to Richard Hunt. Jim Henson died. Obviously, we know. Uh, Frank Oz is still around and is not, and that's a crime, is not affiliated with the Muppets. He's affiliated with Star Wars. He still does mm-hmm. Yoda, but is not. He is not doing anything with Miss Piggy. It's Eric Jacobson, a uh, very talented performer, very good performer, and, and probably should be because I don't know that Frank has the energy to do it anymore. So, yeah, man. I mean, Dave Goals is the only original Muppet performer that is still going and he's got issues now. Physically performing the characters can take a toll. And again, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, wow. So real quick, though, before we move actually into the attraction itself, since we're, we're talking about this kind of stuff, obviously there is another hidden Mickey in the pre-show. And that's when a hidden, well, a not so hidden Mickey appears in the pre-show. And who would that be, guys? Rizzo the Red. There you go. Good job. Hello, I'm a corporate symbol. Yeah. What a great parody. How awesome was that? So, also noticeable in the pre-show is that there is one Muppet performer of the original five that is missing, and who would that be? Uh, the original Miss five. Piggy. No. Really? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying the original Muppets. You're talking about the original Muppet performers. Oh, I'm Ms. sorry. Piggy, Frank Oz. Pi- no, Miss Piggy was performed by Frank Oz, and she's, he's right. Miss Piggy wasn't there, although you kind of, I think you hear her off camera. But Sam the Eagle was, and Sam the Eagle was voiced by Frank Oz. Who was the one guy missing of the original five Muppet performers Mr. in the pre-show? Mr. Gold. It's it's so uh, who's Mr. Gold? I don't know. You say Mr. <laughs> it's Gold. so obvious. It's staring you in the face. Who's the one? Kermit. Fran Brill. Whoa, 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 go back. What did you just say, Lee? I said, is it Kermit? It's Jim Henson. Jim, I was oh, say, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because one of us should say that. Yes, Jim Henson. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize this, but when Jim Henson, the first pass of Muppet Vision 3D was done, they looked at it and they're like, "Okay, this is cool. We need to tweak this. We need to tweak that. And we need to tweak that." And in that time, they're like, "All right, cool. Let's take a break." That's when Jim Henson died. Was right in between then. So when it when Jim died, that pre-show had not been produced. So that's why Jim Henson's characters, be it Kermit or the newscaster or Rolf the dog or any of them, 
Jim Henson is not present in the pre-show. Pre-show. Oh, no. That you yeah, see yeah. leading into Muppet Vision 3D. There's a very noticeable absence in that. And that's when you know the exact. So none of the characters he voiced are in the pre-show. Not a one. But that's oh. smooth. smooth how they do that. Then, because well, you're like, oh. he, couldn't, he couldn't voice them, of course. Well, right. He passed away. Exactly. But, and then I assume because of, it was such a short window to when they were going to actually open the attraction. Well. They didn't have time to get someone to do the voices. That leads to the next great story about this. And Eli, you'll love this. I so, love it all. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone took the short vacation. And in the midst of that, Jim gets sick with pneumonia and, and dies. And it's it, it's a shock. I don't love that. To every, no, 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 no. But so after Jim uh, dies, they're like at a standstill. Because Jim made all these notes of things that needed to be changed. And Michael Eisner was desperate to go ahead and, and, and obviously get this attraction into the parks. He'd entered in this agreement with Jim. We had this attraction that's three quarters of the way done. So who's the guy you turn to that gets this attraction done if you're Michael Eisner? Frank Oz? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, be, Kevin. It has to be Frank Oz, his right-hand man. That's exactly right. So after Jim dies, Michael Eisner goes to Frank Oz and asks him to complete the 3D film of Muppet Vision 3D based upon Jim's plans. And Michael Eisner reportedly, well, not reportedly, it's just about being confirmed, offered Frank Oz $50,000 to finish the film. And Frank respectively refused. Refused. And said, I don't want any money. I'm doing this for Jim. Oh, man. Wow. That, that's right there for the heart. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And 50000 ain't enough. No, that's I'm, a lot I'm, of words. I'm hitting your heart, but I'm going to hit your heart a little bit long. Please, uh, please hit it harder. Can I, can, can I consensually touch your heart? <laughs> right now? You have my permission. Look me in the okay. eye while you tell me. He said yes. Deep well, down. Yeah. Say it feels. Just say it slowly. Give me, the, give, me the art, give me the art fuel. Just yeah. say it slowly, though. So Michael asked Frank. <laughs> we care. <laughs> Michael Eisner asked Frank, he said, is there anything I can do for you then for continuing to take on this project? And Frank said, I'm a little low on socks. 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 So Michael Eisner sent Frank Oz <laughs> a whole basket load of socks, including Mickey socks. <laughs> what? To complete the project and bring Muppet Vision 3D, including the pre-show that we all know and love today, and to bring that to life. So he sent them 50 grand worth of socks? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he dimed it out to 50,000 on the nose. That's a big basket. That's, that's what, what I would do. But Frank that's, Oz, like a whole net, that's a whole net full of socks. Frank Oz got a load of socks and he's confirmed that story on Twitter, by the way. No, I, I feel cool. that. I feel that. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to, dog a fellow creator out like that and they're like you're the only guy you don't get a chance to talk to your man because he passed away it's unfortunate so I, I hear that I respect that well I, yeah, I respect that too but I mean at the same time there's what integrity if you're Frank Oz you could have used that moment as a means to hold Michael Eisner up and say yeah I want this I want this and the what loyalty what admiration you have for your mentor who this is his last gift to us this is his last gift that is why if you take muppet vision 3d out the parks in any form it is such a sacrilege because it is the last thing that jim henson ever worked on and frank oz had to finish it because jim and frank oz took nothing but a 
bunch of socks. He better than me, though. <laughs> he better than me. I would have took something else out of the socks. You know I mean? you, as your friend, I would hope that if something happened to me and I had a good project in the work, you'd be like, hey, look, no matter what, I'm finishing this for Danny. I would finish it, but I'm not asking for socks. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> I'm not saying $50 million or nothing like that. I'm saying he's, socks. Asking for, he's asking for proper 12. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. Make you smart. You know, but challenge. Couple, couple cases of orange juice. Yeah, I could get socks, but, but yeah, they go get a drink. You want some I would, pagodas. Uh, well, yeah, I would take, you know, a lapu lapu, something like saying, that. Don't, yeah. don't price me out because Bob Iger and Bob Chickback don't pay as much as Michael Eisner. No, no, we would definitely. <laughs> I have. I have good entertainment lawyers. I would definitely oh, like, that's put that sad, on. man. One day, one of us, we're going to pass away. But I like yeah. that, though. I like that. We got to continue that show, man. Well, that, that's why they, keep that. Well, that's why we have the Magic Army podcast, because, you know, our voices live on in perpetuity. And it's that's truly true. magical and whatnot. Yeah, all that. <laughs> truly magical That's crazy. Whatnot. But I thought that... That story. No, that's awesome. It, 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 can I tell you, this is why you won't be getting that <laughs> Visions 3D <laughs> show from me because I'm blowing all my good material on. Oh, you got that's way right. more material, son. <laughs> you got way more material. Go, go ahead, Lee. All right. <laughs> yeah, right so as you enter too. the theater, look back um, at the, at the uh, projector and you'll see it's a yell and howl projector. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Clever. Uh, which is, uh, of course, a play on the words, uh, the bell and howl projectors that are found in most movie theaters. Yeah. Um, and also, when you hear that Swedish chef voice, turn around again and you'll see he's the one running the projector. Yes. Burk de burk de burk de burk. Yeah. So if you don't turn around, you're not going to notice. You're not going to see You got to turn around in a theater because there's so much stuff going on. Turn yeah. around. That's beautiful. I mean, really and truly, like, it's it's a it's a real privilege to be able to go to Disney several times because you can you can see the show, enjoy it, whatever. But then when you go back the next time, you can look for a, a lot of these little things, and you can focus in on maybe Statler and Waldorf, or you can focus in on the things that are going around in, in your peripherals. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a, there's a lot going on. Um, here's a here's something that you may not know. So did you know that Muppet Vision 3D is the only 3D attraction that calls their eyeglasses? 3D glasses. I did know that. I did know that too as well. Yes, because I've prepped a show on it, but I mean, a lot of people out there probably don't. Yeah, so tough to be a bug. They call them bug eyes. Uh, Star Tours calls them flight glasses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toy Story Midway Mania calls them 3D game glasses, which is pretty close, but they say game glasses. Mm. And uh, (laughs) PhilharMagic calls them opera glasses. That's right. Yes. So keeping with the theme, but here they're just plain old 3D glasses. Very good, very good. All right. Something else you may not know, but it makes sense, is that the cast members that are chosen to uh, play Sweetums, they actually have to go through special training to make sure they have all the mannerisms, the walk, all that stuff has to be just right. And uh, when the, when the uh, attraction first opened, of course, they actually brought in experts from Jim Henson Studios to help train those actors that were going to play Sweetums. Yeah, no, absolutely. KJ, this is killing me because I, I can't wait to get into this next part. Yeah, but be, before we get to that, look, Sweetums, I didn't know if you know this, but there's only two Sweetums that are on deck to perform each and every day oh, at wow. the Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And those guys are actors' equity performers. So they're union. They're union actors mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. made to do that particular role trained by the Henson Company. Yes. And as opposed to the other cast members in, that work Muppet Vision 3D, they have their own break room, dressing mm-hmm. room, and bathroom, which is different because the cast members that work Muppet Vision 3D, they have, they have to go to Pizza Rizzo to use the bathroom. But yeah, they, oh, have, wow. they have a very awesome gig. They have their own like setup ready to go. Well, Kevin, did you know that like 
there's a, a set of 3D classes that come off of that conveyor belt, and they're supposed to be the exact same classes that you used to wear when you rode in the Magic Eye Theater when you saw Magic Journeys? Yeah, no, absolutely. And did you know oh. that those glasses are only used once per day? No, oh. that I did not know. They Well, it's Disney, so they have enough to afford to buy glasses that can be worn once a day. That makes sense. Muppet Vision 3D guys take... What do you call it? Uh, a journey once uh-huh. a day to bring all the glasses that have been used all the back to the behind the ma- uh, journey to imagination to get them cleaned. And that's it. They just bring a whole new set of glasses back and they're only used once a day. So you get a fresh uh, the glasses that you wear that day only get worn once by you. Mm-hmm. And then they get clean and they get worn the next day by somebody else. OK. Now, this wow. was, this I did, before that COVID? makes sense. This is before COVID. No, they, 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 I mean, think about it. Disney can afford enough glasses for everybody that day in that park. Yeah, it's just regardless plastic. if it's busy or not busy. The funny thing is that the Disney and Universal use the same machines to clean mm-hmm. these things. Universal, it's a wet process. So yeah. Universal, they don't do, they didn't buy enough, I guess. So they keep constantly are washing them. So sometimes you may get a wet pair of 3D glasses from Who Universal. Don't like wet glasses. But so Disney, you're watching Shrek 4D. Check the moisture. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. But but at Disney, no, they they bought enough to cover the entire day. The, oh. the regular is busy or not busy. By the way, they got it. That's wow. another little hidden gem about this attraction is that it was Muppet Vision, Muppet Vision 3D, Muppet Vision 4D at some point. Yes. Like, it had a couple of different names as well. Yeah, it's a great attraction, man. It's oh, crazy how all this stuff works. Still, to me, the best attraction in Hollywood Studios. And, well, no, I, I, I take that back. That, that's hy- that's Most hyperbole. abusing. But, yeah, it's my favorite attraction bar none rise of the resistance is next level there's no doubt about it but it's but pretty damn good though, it's man it's been around for a while yes it's damn near close to perfect and that just goes to show you how great this attraction is let's yeah, see how look, avengers academy works out mm-hmm. we're recording this on saturday february 20th 2021 and yes. the day before on the 19th all seasons of the muppet show released on disney plus so yes. i'm hoping that this resurgence in popularity and stuff, and I started, I did my part. Yes. My, my kids are watching this, too. Same here. I only own the DVDs of season one. I didn't own the rest of the DVDs. I, I own really. seasons one through three, and still, even then, like, yeah, as soon as, as soon as this came out, I was all over season four. I watched a Star Wars yeah. one. My wife is a huge Arlo Guthrie fan. Didn't even know Arlo Guthrie was in season four. We already watched that. Oh, man. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the season with what? She's Shields and Yarnell. Mm-hmm. I remember them. Yeah, I look forward to that. The first episode we saw last wow. night with my kids is uh, Rita Moreno. Yes. I forgot how hot she was. Oh, my oh, yeah, God. Back in the day, yeah. That was yes. classic hot. Her and Animal, you give me fever. Oh, oh man! That I was like, was, Animal, let me be, let me buy her. Hot. Yeah, but that's classic hot. That's like she's like Dude, classy but, hot. And Sweetums carries her away. I love that. Yes. Have y'all watched it? Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. All the all we did the that Star last Wars night. There? Yes, I haven't looked into it. Luke Skywalker and his cousin Mark Hamill. Yes. yes. And they yes. Keep, you know, switching back and forth. Yes. That's no, awesome. it's going to be awesome. No, I'm looking forward it's really, to it. It really is one of those things where now when you see what all of Mark Hamill is doing with impersonation, because on that show, Luke Skywalker or Mark Hamill, I think it was Mark Hamill, impersonates Kermit and Fozzie. And he's already doing his voices mm-hmm. on the show. And he does the voice of Kermit. And Kermit's like, oh, nice. Um. So who's that supposed to be? And he does Fozzy, and Fozzy's like, awesome. Um, who's that supposed to be? And and Mark just kind of has to shrug it off. But uh, 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant show. No, it, it's awesome. The first episode, yeah. if you, if you watch that, has everybody that's in there. I need to take it's a, awesome. I need to take a week's vacation and just watch them all. You just you do. All right, you guys, uh, <laughs> Stella and Waldorf, a little bit. They're. I mean, they're almost a show in and of themselves. Oh, Eli, Eli and I have been called the Statler and Waldorf of <laughs> <laughs> most rooms. Who, no, which I, one is which? Curious. Uh, Who's who? I, I, yeah, that's uh, a good question. I mean, it depends on the. It depends Eli's on the nicer, I would think, but yeah, he's a little maybe. bit more. Uh, depends on how much. It depends on how late the night it goes. But he's, <laughs> he sent a lot of people home. I've broken a lot of spirits. Yes. Yeah. Nobody comes uh, just, back for me. They come back to talk to right. Danny. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Go. Just a few other uh, <laughs> the funny bits that they have here. Uh, they're in, of course, everyone knows they are the hecklers in the audience. They're up in mm-hmm. the in the gallows there, and it's what? Uh, and so <laughs> Stadler, Stadler says, "Hey Waldorf, uh, what are we going to see in here today? Is it, it's one of those three D movies? Put your glasses on." So they put their glasses on, and Stadler goes. Hey, look at that guy in the goofy mask. <laughs> it's, it's not a mask. So, oh, sorry, lady. Sorry, lady. Uh, keep going. I love this stuff. Keep going. Yeah, um, keep going. Hey, look, an orchestra of penguins. <laughs> yeah, probably took the job for a halibut. <laughs> oh, you know what my favorite was is when I think it was Miss Piggy they showed. That was a very moving moment. Yeah, wish I'd move it to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then uh, <laughs> on stage, and uh, Stadler says, "Oh, Waldorf, it's that dumb bear again." He goes, "Hey, bear, you're not even funny in 3D." <laughs> oh no, not you guys! How'd you get here? <laughs> oh, and then uh, yeah, we took it. We lost. We entered the contest, <laughs> and we lost. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> that was it. Exactly. That's it. Fozzie says, "I'm gonna shower you with humor." And he squeezes the flower. It's a, you know, it's got the effect with the water and stuff. And oh, he's trying to drown us. What kind of act is that? An act of mercy. <laughs> An act of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like which uh, one is dark? That's a good one. <laughs> uh, and this, this is great, right? So the the end of the show, he's like, uh, "So what do you think?" He's ah, we got we got time to go to the bathroom before the next show. Status says, "No, we can't. We're bolted to these seats." Yeah, no, you fool. That's <laughs> right. We're bolted for the seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this guy's a classic. No, it's a great man. show. No, they man. always Jeez. send off. They always send off the Muppet Show really well. So you know, at the end, they duck for cover. Yeah, is the their hands are the white. We flag. surrender. So, we surrender. We surrender. Yeah. We surrender. I mean, it, it makes sense when you hear this, but you may not know this um, that that's actually those hands with the flags are separate. Yeah, the animatronics, you know, so they dug down and then there's hands or arms attached to the symphony box. Those raise up and raise the white flags. That, that, that makes sense. Yes. That, that actually three, makes three sense, arms yeah. if you think about it that way. Yeah. All right, guys, did you notice this? What? The fire truck, you know, you know, what the fire truck at the end in which Kermit comes out on the yes. ladder and stuff. Yes. Uh, did you ever notice what's on the red license plate that he has? No, no. Cinderella's castle is on that license plate. I oh. did not notice that. He partially covers it, but if you look closely as he's coming out, because it's 3D, you'll notice it's like, oh, it's Cinderella's castle. How about that? Okay, all right, all right. All right. I was going to save this for when I did it, yeah. but I'll, I'll mention it since you're, you're kind of bringing this up now. Yeah, go for it. When Kermit backs in on that fire truck and you see Kermit hanging out on the, the end of that ladder. All right. You can talk about Sweetums? <laughs> yes! Oh, you the go. The double Sweetums? Yes! 
Yeah, there's a second Sweetums on the grass. It's like roll. it's like it's like double rainbow, but yes! Sweetums. <laughs> yeah, there's two Sweetums. It's like Sweetums here and Sweetums there. Sweetums there. I remember mm. seeing that and being like, "Whoa, wait, what?" Yeah, that's. I, Go I, ahead. I don't understand why they've never fixed that continuity error. Or well, because I think it. they think that Sweetums has already vacated the premises by the time that he appears on screen, but they're just a little off. Mm-hmm. Is that Sweetums kind of says this thing is like, whoa, what a big explosion. And he walks off and he waves off. But as he's waving off, you can clearly see that he's right there. Yeah. Sweetums in the movie itself. And that makes sense because, uh, you know, the cast member I was listening to the, the work, Muppet Vision 3D, he says that sometimes the, the equity actors that work Sweetums would not show up. <laughs> Sometimes there would not be uh, Sweetums, even like when he's searching for Bean Bunny and the lights. Yes. They have lights that happen Bean. through the theater. It's magic. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes they'd forget, and there'll be no Sweetums coming out. Mm-hmm. That's Which, not I've Sweetums. never experienced that, but yes. you know, that's kind of strange. That's kind of strange. I, I've never experienced that as well, but I mean, I could imagine where they could make that work to a certain degree. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that whole thing where Sweetums comes out and you see him on screen as he's walking away, mm-hmm. that has always... That, that's I didn't need the internet to tell me that that was a continuity <laughs> error. Right. I caught that myself. Yeah, no, that's pretty strange. That's pretty strange. <laughs> it just seems like as much as Disney is paying attention to detail that they would have fixed that by now. Maybe it's also one of those things that's like, well, it's kind of a fun thing that happens. Let's just leave it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like I've never noticed the guy in the film versus the guy that's in the theater first. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll notice him first, and then when he's gone, it's like, oh wait. And then you look up, and there's a sweet. Yeah, on there's screen. a sweet yes. right there. That's great. Because I think you're meant to believe that again. You're watching this in the theater, and that sweet just walked to the back of, uh, of the theater. Yeah, that's what you're meant to. And believe. that's where he appears right. behind the fire truck. Right, but it just happens so quickly that if you look up at the right time, you're going to clearly notice there's a sweetums here and there's a sweetums there. Right. Yeah. If they don't time it right, it's, right. it's off. There's also off. a Pluto yeah. back there, by the way. Yes, it's true. Yes. You're right. And the balloons are a little different. You yes. can say that, yeah. yeah. Um, right, cool. But the second thing I was going to p- point out as far as did you know this, uh, but the Penguin Orchestra, which is one of my favorite parts. Yes. I mean, I'm a musician. Oh, obviously. God yes. but, the, uh, the conductor of the Penguin Orchestra is none other than Nicky Napoleon. And yes, it is the same Nicky Napoleon that sh- and his emperor penguins uh, from the little Muppet Monsters. <laughs> little yes. Muppet That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Little Muppet And then in uh, celebration of 30 years of the Muppets, uh, he joined up with Dr. Teeth, and they formed an orchestra that was conducted by Nigel. Mm-hmm. Was it How called Cold Teeth? No, it wasn't called Cold no, Teeth. No, no. <laughs> Nigel was the original conductor of the <laughs> Muppet Show Band. Yes, he yes, was the original. Yes, he yes. was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You see, you'll see him. He's a, he's a very... Uh, Standard looking human Muppet, Muppet I guess. Human yeah, Muppet, yeah. Yeah. Whenever the Muppet Show closes, you'll see Nigel leading the, the conduction. You never see yeah. his never, face, though, really. No, no, you see his face. No, you, you see, see him. Face. You see him. Yeah, he, you definitely very, see him. Yeah. Definitely, that's who that is. Yep. But Little Muppet Monsters is. So when Muppet Babies first debuted, it was a two part hour, I want to say. Yeah, I think Which at was least a that, yeah. live action show. Which was Little Muppet Monsters and Muppet Babies, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Little Muppet Monsters didn't make it very long. I think it was gone by the first season. Right. And then Muppet Babies took over. But when Muppet Babies used to close, you would hear the theme song for Little Muppet Monsters. 
Yeah. Is that about right? Yeah, that's correct. And and Nicky Napoleon was and his Emperor Penguins was the band from Little Muppet Monsters. Mm-hmm. And he was the the leader of that group and he also leads the orchestra in Muppet Vision three. And he is the one uh, animatronic that goes up higher than the rest. Yes. And if he doesn't work, then that retraction could go one on one. Get out of here! He's one of the reasons why they could go one on one if Nicky Napoleon does not work. I didn't know that wow. Nicky Napoleon Dynamite man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Napoleon. it's him and his buddies that work the cannon too. Oh, so wow. if any of those don't work, then yeah, the attraction's going one on one. How awesome wow. is that? It's done. That's crazy. And and one on one for you. I don't. If you're a Disney fan, you know y'all know what one on one is, right? Yeah, yes, but just yes. in case we don't. Yeah, in case you don't, that it means the attraction goes offline for some particular reason. It, it is closed. It's broken. Yeah, it they don't want to say it's broken. Broke. It's one on one. But yeah, that that's that's what I got with that. Nikki Napoleon, of course, conductor. I had to point that out. All right, two things. The first being is that you know Muppet Vision 3D opened on May 16th, 1991, a year to the exact day. That Jim Henson passed away on May 16th, 1990. Eerie. But what most people don't know, most people realize that Muppet Vision 3D was the last project that Jim Henson worked on, which is the last time you heard Jim Henson voice Kermit or Rolf the Dog, who I don't, I don't even think Rolf appeared on there, but Jim Henson also, he also voiced uh, Waldorf. Statler was Richard Hunt. Waldorf was... Jim Henson. Uh, Jim Henson voiced a lot of the Muppets there. So while most people realize that Muppet Vision 3D represented the last time we heard Jim Henson's voice voicing the Muppets, what most people don't realize is that Muppet Vision 3D is pretty much the last time that most of us heard Richard Hunt voice his Muppet characters. And Richard Hunt was an insanely talented human being. You know who Richard Hunt is, Eli? You're wrong. You do know who Richard Hunt is. You ever seen Trading Places? Yeah. Remember Sin Wilson back in there. Tell him to sell. <laughs> Tell him to sell. <laughs> Remember Wilson? Yes. That, okay. was, that was Richard Hunt. So wait, you had two Muppet uh, people in Trading Places? Yes. Frank Oz and Richard Hunt okay. were both in Trading Places. He, he's the, uh, the Richard Hunt. So he's the guy that stands at the end with the things in his... Yes. In his hands and try, drops them. That's it. When they wow. carry him out of there, get back in there and sell. I did not know get that. that. Everything's awesome. crashing and stuff. Okay. That is and that's, a, that's not the only movie he's been he was in. He was in another one as well that y'all would know if I could. If, if I you say 48 hours, I'll, I'll no, blow up. I'll be like, what? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I don't think he was. No, I'm sure he's died. I'm just like, wow. But Richard Hunt, do you know who he voiced? Mm. Let's do the list. Statler. Okay. To Jim Henson's Waldorf, which meant that Muppet Vision 3D was the last time y'all heard Statler and Waldorf. Where there was, you never heard a Richard Hunt Statler without a Jim Henson Waldorf. You never heard a Waldorf without Jim Henson. It just didn't happen. Mm. They both died almost right on top of one another. Like, I want to say, Rich, so Richard Hunt died on January 7th, 1992. Oh. And Muppet Vision 3D opened May 16, 1991. So it was less than eight months. Here's the thing. Richard Hunt was an openly gay member of the, the, the Muppets okay. company, the original True. five. Yes. And so he was one of the first you know, notable people to... He was actually, when they did the AIDS quilt, he died of AIDS. Okay. Yeah. And okay. just an insanely 
talented. He voiced Junior Gorg. If y'all ever watched Fraggle Rock, um, Janice. Oh, from, wow. From yeah. the Electro Mayhem Scooter. He was the voice of Scooter. Wow. Okay. Have you ever seen that? Uh, Beaker. Richard Hunted Beaker. Amongst many others. I mean, we will be here all night if we get into Sesame Street characters. And oh, yeah. He did Sully. And when Jim Henson died, it was like, whoa, that hit us. But what we didn't know is that Jim Henson already knew Richard Hunt was dying. And Richard Hunt had long since stopped physically performing his characters on a regular basis. He would do it occasionally. If you watch Jim Henson Memorial, you'll see Richard Hunt perform Scooter. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Richard Hunt's a little off. He's, he's gaunt. He's very gaunt. You remember Freddie Mercury when you saw him performing um, Show Must Go On, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like when you saw the, the physical toll that AIDS has on your body, I mean, it was it was just so depressing and so obvious when you when you actually you see just it. Know. and it really was such a a double punch to the gut of the Muppets to lose Jim and to lose Richard within a year of one another. And I'll give you another um, Richard Hunt thing that really kind of summed it up. Jim Henson put it in his will, like so, like so, I want to say it was eighty-seven, just to kind of give you an idea as to when Jim was thinking about death. Jim wrote, you know, like, look, if anything ever happens to me, I've had a wonderful life. He wrote a whole thing that was delivered to his children on the day of his death. It's like, sounds like a mafia, Don. Like, on the day of my death, like, I'm sitting here in this studio in France, and I'm going to write a bunch of letters to my children. On the day of my death, deliver these letters to them. It was on his mind. Right. And... One of the things that that thing said was, and this was written, I think, I want to say it was 1987 he wrote this. One of the things he said is that if I was to die, please ask Richard Hunt if he's still around. Wow. Just to give you an idea that he knew Richard's time was numbered. Ask him to be the MC of my performance. And Richard Hunt got it amongst himself to go ahead and perform at Jim Henson's funeral service. And I think, I want to say Richard's last performance that I can remember was the Muppets celebrate Jim Henson right after Jim died, and boom, Richard Hunt was dead like within a couple of months, and no one said shit. You didn't even know that dude had passed away. Wow. And he voiced so many memorable, wonderful, awesome characters. And people are like, well, did he know that he had? Yes, Jim Henson and them knew he had. In fact, Frank Oz was at his bedside as he was dying. That's it tight. Was just, That's yeah. Fun. It's just such a heart-rending story to know. Like, you know, most people like when Jim died, Muppet Vision 3D, but no one thinks about the guy who votes Scooter, who does, who's a big part of the, the prelim show. No one thinks about the voice of Janice or Statler or Sweetums. Sweetums is another character. Richard Hunt dubbed all that while Jim Henson's son physically did the mannerisms of, of Sweetums, like the whole, like with the uh, ping pong ball, well, the ping pong ball, what do you call it? The, uh, what do you call that ball? Oh, the, 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 um, the paddle, paddle ball. ball. Paddle, paddle ball, thank you. Yes. Where Jim Henson's son did that. And that was another thing that was done kind of in one take because he just performed that so many times over. There's so many interesting stories about Muppet Vision 3D and that's what I'm saying. We're, we're pretty much already doing them all so I don't even know what 
what's the point of doing yeah, it? Like, already done. It. It's already, but, <laughs> but that's I mean, a, that's that that that's that's it rough. goes to show you that Jim and them knew that he was dying. You know, never stopped working with him. Never figured. Never stopped figuring out a way to get Richard involved. Richard was supposed to die first, and Jim mm. passed, and then Richard went. It really was the death knell of the Muppets. Mm. Yeah, but the art transcended the creators. That's what's really well the art yes to this day that artwork survives but i mean what have they done with those creations is a better question Mm. i mean look at steve whitmire voiced kermit for a long and he was unceremoniously fired and then you lose jerry nelson recently frank oz is no longer involved all you've got is dave goals at this point in time all you've got is Gonzo. You know, like when we're talking about it, and I, I think we're about ready to start talking about it, right, Lee? If, if we're yeah. going to do a segue, we should, probably should get <laughs> back on track. We're about ready yes. to I think you're breaking it into yeah. another two-part show. <laughs> so Did you notice this yeah. is the dark side of Muppet Vision yeah, 3D? Did you notice? Yeah. Why don't you take us from there? <laughs> Make it happy. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's exit through the gift shop, as they say. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff to see in the gift shop. Yes. Uh, again, take notice of all. There's a lot of just signs. There's signs everywhere. Signs, signs, signs everywhere. Signs. signs. Um, for example, uh, you know, there's signs that say "Chickens Only Beyond This Point." Um, <laughs> no point beyond this point. Uh, through these halls pass the most talented performers in the business, our accountants. <laughs> 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 like, I like that. There's even like a running joke of several signs that you got to follow throughout the stores where one says, don't look here with an arrow. And then oh, yeah. the next one says, don't look here either. <laughs> and the other one says, why are you looking here? <laughs> and then the last sign says, look here. I didn't say Simon says. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, it's just like you can't help but see all this great little jokes and, and just funny signs and, and puns. And it's just everywhere. So uh, there is one section of the gift shop that pays homage to the Happiness Hotel from the Great Muppet Caper, which in the movies, it's a really cheap hotel and the signs in the, in the area play, play on that joke, right? So mm-hmm. there's one sign that says, please steal the linens. It's cheaper than having them clean. <laughs> it says, here we feature the Murphy bed from the makers of Murphy's Law. Yes. Oh, but it's over at the uh, Riviera Resort. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Murphy's Law, that, that bed fell on someone's head. So, <laughs> yes. yeah. Ah. Um, anyway, um, guests with valuables are invited to store them in the house safe. Simply look behind the check-in desk. There's a large hole in the back of the safe <laughs> that will enable you to withdraw and replace your valuables at any time. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Check out, check out is whenever you like. Patrons wishing to pay will find their money gladly accepted. Those who wish to sneak out without paying will find it easier than you think. <laughs> wow well that's like the that's the uh, reference in uh great muppet caper where it's like hey how are you guys fixing to pay what are our choices a cash b credit card c sneaking out in the middle of the night we'll take c <laughs> very popular choice <laughs> very popular choice yes uh if you see any signs that say pork security company mm-hmm. uh, do not enter muppet lads personnel those are cast member areas yeah so you know that's so enter do- yeah, it's yeah, like no, Link, uh, Link Hawkthrob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain of the uh, Starport. Wait, I'm saying it wrong. Oh, the spaceship. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. That guy. That guy. Pigs in space. Oh, Pigs in space. In space. Yeah. Pigs in space. The lead guy with the cleft chin. 
Yes. When you pay for your items in the gift shop, if you look up top, uh, you'll notice those dressing rooms. Those are the dressing room doors from the Muppet Show, the, the, the Muppet Show that we were just talking about that's on Disney Plus now. And you can also see there's a clothesline with a bunch of clothes mm-hmm. hanging up. And if you notice, there's a pair of Mickey Mouse pants hanging there as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's a cool little, cool little detail. Nice. I think that's why most people think that when they see uh, that section, they're like, well, this is a recreation of the Muppet Show. Like, no, anybody, any true Muppet fan will walk in there and know immediately that's a freaking happiness hotel. But mm-hmm. because of the, the, the doors, I think that's what has people a little bit um, in thinking mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, okay, this is the, this is the Muppet Theater. No, it's not. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, it was really fun talking about Muppet Vision 3D, the Muppets Courtyard. Yeah. Danny, I cannot thank you enough for your contribution. There's so much stuff there that just if you don't know that stuff, if you are not immersed in that universe, you just don't know it. And uh, really, you, you added a lot to this show. So I want to thank you so much for that. And we uh, just touched upon it, too. Yeah. Thank yeah, you there's so for much your more. passion. Your passion. Here, it's the passion. We're all magical and whatnot. You're more than welcome. And I was happy to help out. And look, he takes a village to raise a child, that kind of thing. And, and Kirk Landry was. And I put him up for adoption. Uh, yeah, I'm just as crucial, I think, as well in, in coming up. With, this was really a team effort, guys, because, I mean, to give. To give the Muppets their just due. Which they deserve. Yes. After all these years. Which was such an important part of all of our childhoods. Very. Like, we vary in years amongst all of us by a couple of years. Not but, by much. But <clears throat> not by much. And <clears throat> we were all there. Right. We all when the get Muppets hot. Hit. We all get hot. Yes. So, uh, thank you, Lee. Thank you, guys, uh, for bringing this. Because, unfortunately, I just think it's a matter of time before... That are is gone. Anyway, it's just, it's a, sad. Right, so it's going, sad. Thanks for ending it on a down note. Yeah, but yeah. it's a true note. Say real quick, real quick. As a listener who's also on the show every once in a while, yes, sir. It is is one thing to hear people talking about something real passionate about. It's another thing to see it, experience it. Yeah, because I honestly I think at one point I saw Dan tearing up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's possible. I think that's very true. I think like if if Lee would have covered some show and it would covered Marvel, I would have been like, listen, I feel this way. And I think that was a really good, crucial part. And props to you, Lee. Mm-hmm. You brought the magic out. So abracadabra, the rabbit got pulled out the hat tonight. Yeah. Bean bunny. All right. So look, Malikas, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. <laughs> nice to Next see week, you. we'll have episode one of the Muppets Our Way podcast uh, coming soon. So that's where we're going me, for. Me, 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 me. No, that's but <laughs> seriously, on a personal note, my favorite Muppet was always Scooter. I love Scooter. And so when I learned that Richard died, mm. it was a heartbreaker. So to give any light, to give any attention upon the fine, fine work that Richard, because there's no Statler without Waldorf. That's true. He was the man next to the man next to the man. Yeah, he was so much. And, you know, his whole voice from Scooter came from being the new guy because he was the guy like that was where he came with the voice for Scooter was he was a new guy who was so enthusiastic like yes whatever you need Jim I'll bring whatever you want Jim and that's what you hear when you hear Scooter like 20 minutes uh, 10 minutes of curtain or so and so like that's what you hear whenever that Muppet show starts it's usually Richard Hunt saying five minutes and I just don't think he gets the just do that he deserves and Known to tie it into trading places, which is something that we can all 
all remember him so we can all easily identify with his face not just his voice but his face oh his energy uh, yeah. yeah what a, what a performer so thank you thank you for letting us do whatever we can to, to put a little spotlight on the guy who deserves it and yeah, listen no, to show you love yeah. listen yeah. to show you yeah. love on that was a lot of love yeah. being had on this episode i mean this this dude i mean think about it. this was like pre-magic this is before AIDS was considered like this is like right around that Freddie Mercury time where, you know, people were dying before you really understood AIDS. What and, was and, going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, no, That's absolutely. Uh, so, Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for indulging us on this uh, uh, exploration of Muppet, the whole Muppet area, Muppet Vision 3D specifically. Yes. And we're going to cover the rest of Hollywood Studios on an upcoming episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. So make sure you stay subscribed and make sure you get in touch with us. And we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that discussion of Muppet Visions 3D and all things Muppets so far. We're going to continue that much later on as we go. Look, MagicRWay.com is the way to go if you want to find out everything about the Magic Our Way podcast, past episodes, social media links, and more. If you want to get in touch with us to share your opinion, you can choose an email at show at MagicRWay.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail via speak Budget or call or send us a text message at one eight one five Mohican. That is one eight one five Mohican six six nine four two two six. Hey Kev, how long do you think it is before they replace Muppet Vision three D with Wanda Vision three D? <laughs> you think Wanda becomes a Muppet? I don't know. Yeah, I, she I, does. I, I just felt a, a tinge of anger there. <laughs> you felt a disturbance, a disturbance in the force. Very yes. much so. Yes. I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if they should do that. You know what? Josh Whedon, uh he did an episode of Angel when they turned uh, all the characters in there into Muppets. Josh Whedon? Yeah. Oh, he's canceled. I can't talk about it. You him. know, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. But can we get the Fraggles up in here? Oh, I used to love some Fraggle Rock. Let's get the Fraggles and the Dozers. They used to be on HBO. Can we get the Dozers up in there? Dude, some my awesome God. looking that, that was the best Down music. Fraggle Rock. That's right. Down Fraggle Rock's Rock. awesome. And the Dozers, they built some killer shit. That was know. dangerous. It made you want to eat glass. Like, uh, that was a dangerous yeah, show. Yeah. One of the best stories of the Fraggles, like, where people were, like, submitting to become, well, you know what? I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, you feel that's what it's about. I'm stopping. Truly magical and whatnot. Yes. You feel yes. it is. It's yes. all good. The story, all about the glory. That's all right. All Speaking about, the, about glory. the glory, we got a couple guys do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Here we go. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys. What is up? <laughs> Eli Ivory. What a great name. What are we going to talk Eli about? Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to uh-huh. talk about you. Me. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. Tell about it, Rob. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. This is awesome. Uh, the Savages <laughs> comic Cannot be beat. That's right. Cannot it's a be past. surpassed. You need oh, to experience oh. it for yourself. Like you're me. You, you experience know it. the story. It's all about the glory. Oh! Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. All the best. Check out IvoryComics.com. What's the comic website book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. I'll tell you in a bit. I'm glad Rob Google said so. Said to. Oh, no, me too. It was right. IvoryComics.com. Oh. Right now. Lightfield out. Hey, look, I may not be the Merc with the Mount, but I'm definitely a comic book artist from the South. 
You understand? <laughs> oh, that's how I did that. Did you say the Merkwind? The no, Merk I'm with not, the mouth. I'm not oh, the, the Merk, Merk with the mouth. I was gonna say, what's a Merkwind? I'm not a Merkwin, the Merk with the mouth. That's oh, Deadpool. Merkwin mouth. mouth. Like, Who's that? Is that your character? Merkwin mouth. The Merk with the mouth. You're missing mouth. You miss a mouth. You gotta get paid him again. Um I, I would look, I would say Deadpool look, giving you I, give it to you. <laughs> Go give it to you. Look, I'm just one fourth of the magic. And that's that's why I'm glad to be part of this. And that's the one thing that we always say every time. You never miss an episode of the Magic Highway podcast. I am just like at this point, I'm just one fifth of the magic. Fifth, a fifth, just a fifth. What do you for? Fifth, just a fifth. I plead the fifth. Deadpool giving you what? <laughs> Did we make Kirk a, an unofficial fifth? Yeah, he's always he's he's, he's always uh, in, that, in that in that fifth. Now when you're not here, we a fourth. We should come right up with a term like what would be a, like a fifth? Like it wouldn't be uh, cuckold. Like, uh, <laughs> A fifth master. <laughs> Don't do me like the cuckold of the Magic Highway podcast. Uh, no, hold. no, he doesn't say much, but he's right there. That's right. If you want to go ahead and have a chimichanga with some orange juice, you can always go ahead and check out the Ivory Comics website. And there's all this good stuff there that Rob mentioned. And there's a link to this podcast. You never miss an awesome episode. Get all the magic and whatnot. All, all magic. the magic. All the. Every episode. All the magic. Deadpool, give it to you. Yeah, all that. <laughs> go on, give you it get to so you. much magic, you walk outside after checking out the Ivory Comics website and listening to this Magic Highway episode. Your car might be float when you walk outside the next day. Mm. You never know what's gonna happen. We all floating here. We all floating. Mm-hmm. And uh, so look, <laughs> you find me on Facebook. You can see me there, Elijah Ivory. As long as you're a real person, cool. But if you're a bot, I want to talk to you. But if you're a magician, maybe we can see what could happen. Uh, and then you could go ahead and check out the Project Geisha page. You'll like that. Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, I'm up on there too. E Ivory 504. And of course, on Twitter, you can find me at Hancock1066. And it's a lot of madness, too much gladness, a lot of magic that's never tragic. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hancock. 166. And look, if you want to book a vacation down to Walt Disney World, so you can visit the Muppet Visions 3D Courtyard and the ride itself. You can do so through Lee. Lee, tell them how to do this. Uh, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-ANIMAL. 832-ANIMAL. Animal. Animal, you know. The Tell them, Hawk. The guy. The guy. <laughs> you know the guy from the Muppets. Yeah, uh, yeah. Email me. Email me at lee at magicrway.com. Facebook. You can find me at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Instagram, you can find me at you got a friend in Lee Travel. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Hatavika! What is wrong with you? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got? In addition, guys, there's so many ways in which you can support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicourway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener. And we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome to the Magic Ori Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. Some weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Kwaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out! I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. 
Hey, this is Kevin from the Magic Hour Podcast. When Calgon can't take me away, Mad Hatter Radio will. <laughs> Check it out. Bam.